0: This is Tom from Spy Movie Navigator and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies, with our no-spoiler quick-fire look at the just-released-on-Netflix movie, Spy Kids Armageddon. In this episode, we're going to talk about Armageddon without any spoilers, but we'll let you know if we think it's worth your time. We'll also talk about the PG rating and give you our opinion of whether it's suitable for kids. Now, we would like to start by saying we have watched all the previous Spy Kids movie in the series, and for the most part, like them. That said, we think this is the second best in the series just behind the original Spy Kids movie. We like this movie. We think it's a good one. Now we're going to tell you a little bit about it. Again, we want to keep this no spoiler, but we will tell you a little bit about the plot, nothing that you wouldn't have seen already in a trailer. Spy Kids Armageddon is a movie about two kids who are big video game fans. Their parents, unbeknownst to the kids, at least at the beginning of the movie, are spies. The parents get separated from the kids due to some events, And the kids have to use their video game skills as well as develop some new spy skills in order to get things back on track. And this house they live in has a lot of technology. And the parents are trying to figure out how to control how much of the technologies the kids can use. And how long they can use the technology during the course of a day. It's a very common problem parents are dealing with today. So it's very, very contemporary. We also find out later in this movie why the parents were so controlling over the kids with the technology. It comes up later in the movie. Now we also love this one character called Bronson and we think your kids will too. Now we're not going to go into any more detail than that but uh, we'll be surprised if your kids don't like Bronson. Spy Kids Armageddon is closer in story to the original Spy Kids movie than the other movies in the series. That is in part because the kids don't initially know the parents are spies. Yet the kids have to help their parents out of a jam. In Spy Kids 2 and 3, it was the same family. So this initial realization the kids have to have isn't present in those movies. We think having to have that reaction or realization about the parents helps the storyline for these Spy Kids movies. Because the kids have to figure that out. Forget the fact that they're having to do spy stuff. They have to figure out that their parents are spies. Now, since this is a spy movie, especially for kids, there's a ton of gadgets in this thing. But the nice thing is these kids had to use their brains to get out of some of the jams they were in. It's not all just gadgets doing all the work. As for the henchmen, there are henchmen in Spy Kids Armageddon. But here, they're video game characters for the most part. There's no scary fooglies. No clones of Danger Damo like we've seen. But these characters are trying to destroy others in a video game. But it was a little less scary. We think it worked very well and really is a good movie for the current times. Now if we look back, the first three movies in the series were completed in successive years. Then there was an eight-year gap before the James Bond-inspired title, Spy Kids 4, All the Time in the World. And now there's a 12-year gap between that one and Spy Kids Armageddon. Unlike the first four movies, none of the original cast is in this movie. And we think it was nice to see that. It's just that the reality of the fact that it's 22 years later than the first one, that family wouldn't work now. So they did a good job trying to do the handoff in Spy Kids 4, but that was 12 years ago, so they, didn't, so they needed another new team. Although I do have to say, I did miss Alan Cummings' Fag and Floop in this movie. As far as the actors, the two kids are played by Everly Carganilla and Connor Esterton. The parents are played by Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levi. The villain in this one is played by Billy Magnuson. And I really liked him as a villain in No Time to Die, and I really like him here as a villain. And this group worked well together, and everyone played their roles well and believably. And I think part of the reason this movie works is because it's still helmed by director-slash-writer-slash-editor Robert Rodriguez. He created the original and continues to work with the series. Also, because this is a Netflix release, there aren't any of the gimmicks of the previous two Spy Kids movies. Spy Kids 3 was in 3D, and when you watched it in 2D, it lost a bit of something because you could tell when they were trying to do the 3D stuff. and It just didn't feel right. Then Spy Kids 4 had a romascope, which gave you the scent of some of the things on the screen. And as you can imagine, there were lots of poop and fart jokes in that one. Fortunately, Spy Kids Armageddon does none of that. There's no 3D, there's no aromatherapy, no poop and fart jokes. It does, however, bring us into a video game for parts of the movie. 20 years ago, they did that in Spy Kids 3. Juni went into a video game to try to save his sister. Now, in the 20 years in between, there's been huge technological improvement as to how that can get done. And we think that, for the most part, the visual effects in this movie were excellent. They had to be, because this movie doesn't work if the interaction between the real world, real people, and the animated world wasn't spot on. So hats off to the visual and special effects team here. This was a job very well done. Now here at Cracking the Code of Spy Movies, we like to find where one movie might have been influenced by another movie, or one scene, or some little bit. And there are many of these influences in Spy Kids Armageddon, and we just loved it. We're going to start with the fact that the plot has a bit of a Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 feel to it, although this is a video game-focused thing, so why do I say that? Well, first, fortunately, it's not using the overused AI part of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, but a key part of Armageddon was a key part in the plot of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Don't want to say more than that, but you should be able to pick up on that. Also, as you would expect, there are many references to earlier Spy Kids movies. All of the titles from the previous Spy Kids movies are called out in one way or another here. And there are a few characters who are similar but different to characters in the earlier Spy Kids movies. And that will really hit home with Bronson. Also, there's a scene where the kids have to give a password. And that had a very similar feel to what we've seen in a few of these Spy Kids movies in terms of how the passwords had to be used. If you like writing on sunglasses, we have that here. We've seen that in the past in Spy Kids. And then at the end of the movie, we're teased a bit as to what might be in the next Spy Kids movie. It's only a hint, but we'd be surprised if we don't see one of the characters from Armageddon in the next movie. Now, one other reference that we liked here from Spy Kids was a reference in the title here, Spy Kids Armageddon. That's a callback to the anagram of the bad guy in Spy Kids 4 all the time in the world. As they pointed out in Spy Kids 4, Danger D'Amo was an anagram of Armageddon. And it's nice to see 12 years later that they pull that tie back into the title of this one. So we, we just really like that kind of stuff. Now, there's a gadget in Armageddon that reminded us of a gadget called Kitty Glitter that was used in the 2019 kid's spy movie, Spies in Disguise. We thought Kitty Glitter was a great kid's gadget then, and we really like what they did with what they call the thought bubble here. Similar concepts, not exactly the same, but similar concepts here. If you haven't seen Spies in Disguise, your kids haven't seen it, we do have a podcast episode we did reviewing that back in 2019. Some of the references to the movies require you to be a person of a certain age. So parents and grandparents will catch some of these, but the kids won't. As an example, if you were a fan of the 1963 movie Jason and the Argonauts, you'll definitely have a sense of nostalgia here with this one. There's a huge callback to that one. The same thing for fans of the uh, 1986 classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Now this Ferris Bueller reference is a very, very quick one. But if you know that movie, you should catch it. There's also a reference, I think, to the 1983 movie War Games. They changed the wording a little bit, but shall we play a game? Finally, there are obviously some James Bond references here. The most called out one here is a reference to the video game GoldenEye, and it's it's an explicit call out to that video game. Now, I'm not a gamer, so I don't really know what other video game references are in this movie. I imagine there's quite a few. But I don't don't know that genre, I just know the movies. Spy Kids Armageddon has a PG rating, and we said at the beginning we'd talk about why. And we think it's mainly from the violence of the video game parts of the movie. Characters fight each other with swords and other things, but it's mainly humans versus computer characters. So if your child plays video games today, they're likely to have seen more violence than what's in this movie. There's also a strobe effect warning during the opening part of the movie when they're doing the studio titles, so please take that into consideration. The scene they're talking about is a very short scene, but if you're sensitive to strobe effects, be warned. One other thing to note is that Spy Kids Armageddon has a lot of moral teachings around the themes of be honest and don't cheat. They really drill this home, almost in our opinion, too much, but there is a good moral theme to it. So that's a wrap of our no-spoiler review of Spy Kids Armageddon. We think this is a fun family spy movie, and we recommend it, especially for kids. This has been Tom from SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Please help us out and subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.